Welcome to the Renewed by Truth podcast. Do you struggle with feelings of unworthiness, self-doubt, or just feeling like you are not enough? Do you want to make more of an impact for God's kingdom, but have beliefs that hold you back? Trust me, I have been there. If you are plugging in here today, this is not another self-help podcast, but one steeped in biblical truth. I will help you overcome limiting beliefs, find your true identity in Christ, and live out your God-given purpose. My name is Candy Creech, and this is the Renewed by Truth podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends, to the Renewed by Truth podcast. I'm your host, Candy Creech, and we are going to be studying about Jesus as the bread of life today. And I hope I bring some things to the table that maybe you haven't thought about before. I know when every time I restudy something I've studied before, the Holy Spirit always brings something new to my eyes. So that's what's been happening right now. But before we jump into that, I have a few announcements for you. <laughs> I feel like I'm an announcer or something. I don't know. But the announcement is number one, I usually drop my podcast on Monday mornings at 5 a.m., but I have changed that for my schedule. So every Thursday, so if you're looking for a new podcast, be sure and look at that for Thursday morning on your favorite listening app. And we're studying the book of John or the gospel of John in our Facebook community, Renewed by Truth. I am absolutely loving this. So I'll tell you how it works. If you haven't jumped into that, we're on chapter six right now, but no worries, you're not behind because everything is in Guide 2. So if you want to join the group, you go to Guide 2. I have the intro video. I have the workbook you can download. And then I'm going through each chapter and doing a, some videos are short, some are long. The one for chapter six is long because there's about 70 verses in chapter six. You can watch those videos. What I encourage you to do is go listen to the introductory video, how to use the workbook, print the workbook, and start studying and be sure and read and study that chapter before you listen to me talk about it. Because I would rather you let the Holy Spirit reveal things to you. And then let me maybe point out some new things or, or clear some things up. That's really what I want because I don't want to be the one speaking into you. I want the Holy Spirit to be the one speaking into you. So I would absolutely love it if you will join us. You can find that group in the show notes. So one thing I've noticed when I've been studying the Gospel of John is a theme that I mean, I know that Jesus is about the spiritual, right, more than anything, but I saw it pop up in here. I saw this common theme going on as every time Jesus, somebody would ask Jesus a question, they would always ask him in a, in a physical sense, in either something that had to do with a physical need that they had at the moment, something right in front of them, or that they couldn't solve a problem because they were trying to think about everything in like a physical nature, what they could see and touch. And every time Jesus responded, he was always talking about the spiritual. And that started really opening my eyes because I got to thinking about, is that what I do? Am I more concerned with the physical day-to-day life, the evidence that I can see, the things in front of me, my own abilities, how much money I have, how much money I need, physical concerns, emotional concerns, even the work that I do or don't do for God, it's work. It's like check off the box work. Am I working enough for him? So it really opened my eyes that now every time I think about something, I stop and I remember I need to be thinking in the spiritual sense, not 
the physical sense. And so what I want to look at today is John chapter 6, but I want you to keep that in your mind as we talk about this. Because sometimes I've noticed we misunderstand when Jesus is speaking in the Gospels because he'll say things and our mind immediately goes to the physical sense. It's like when he was talking to Nicodemus and he says, you know, you have to be reborn. And Nicodemus is like, what? I I can't be reborn, right? I'm a grown man. How can I return to my mom and be reborn? And so we have to remember that everything that Jesus was saying was spiritual. And lots of times we take it literal. And there's some things that has come up recently with conversations that I've realized that that's what we all do. We take all these things literal instead of some of the things that Jesus spoke about were more of a figuratively speaking because he was talking about the spiritual sense. So when you go read chapter 6, and I want you guys to go read all of chapter 6 so you really understand what's happening here. And maybe you've heard the story before where Jesus feeds the 5,000 with um, two fish and five loaves of bread. So if you have never heard that, then you definitely need to go read it because I'm not going to recap it on here, but I did in our Bible study. So that may be also a good place for you, you know, just to grab that and learn more about it if you're not familiar with it. This was an instance where the people were following him. It was getting late. They needed to be fed. There wasn't anywhere to get food. And Jesus was talking to his disciples and the disciples were saying, hey, why don't we send them back into town now? Why don't we stop teaching? Because they need to be fed. But Jesus, I feel like this miracle right here, he wanted to be the physical provision for them so he could go on later to be to talk about how he is the bread of life for them to hopefully be able to understand that. So he took something so small and he multiplied it exponentially like it is it couldn't even be possible for this to happen. And he provided for their physical needs. Then there was stuff left over. There was food left over after he did that. So he fed 5,000 men plus women plus children. And then there was food left over. So he was showing them, I am your provision and I'm more than enough. Like there's even extra of me. And then after that is when Jesus walks on water. So the disciples are in a boat, the wind's blowing, the waters grew rough, and and they were getting a little scared. I bet. I know I would be. And he walked out to them and said, don't be afraid. He got in the boat. They recognized who he was. He got in the boat, and immediately they reached the shore. So when I think about these two stories and these two miracles in the Bible back to back, I think about that Jesus fulfilled a physical need and then he fulfilled a an emotional need the need for security and the need for safety because you know they were fearful so he does that then he comes back in and he starts talking in verse 35 and this is where he declared he said i am the bread of life whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty now, the Jews understood this the provision made for them when they were in the wilderness. They understood that manna had rained down from heaven every day for 40 years, and all they had to do was gather it every single day. They didn't have to work for it, and they know that that come from heaven. 
But I don't know that they realized that when he says, I'm the bread of life, then they start saying, what? Like Moses gave us bread and, you know, we know it come from heaven, but what do you mean that you're the bread of life? Like they couldn't understand it because they were thinking physical. They weren't thinking in this like spiritually. But that bread was a foreshadowing of Jesus. And now that Jesus was here, there was no need for those things anymore because this is what he said i think i love this part in verse 28 and i wrote this down and encouraged our group and our community to memorize this but in verse 28 the jews are asking they said what must we do to do the work that god requires and i want you to think about that question do you ever ask that question sometimes what work do I need to do? How do I need to be working for God? What is my purpose? How can I fulfill that? What's my spiritual gift? How can I serve somewhere? So they're saying, what must we do to do the work that God requires? And Jesus said, this is what God requires. It's to believe in the one he has sent. That was it. Jesus said, just believe in me. There's no work to get to heaven. Just believe. So when he starts talking about all that, he starts talking about the bread of life and how they, and they didn't understand because their spiritual eyes were not open. They were still trying to reason and believe with their head instead of their heart. So my question for you today is, are you more concerned with the physical life than the spiritual life? Because I know this has really opened my eyes to this. And I want to go back because another thing I want to point out when Jesus was, when they got there and they needed uh, to feed the people and everything, the disciples, one, if you go back to the book of Mark, they say, this will take a half a year's wages to feed all these people. And it always amazes me because they've been following Jesus. They'd have already seen him perform, I think, three or four miracles that's recorded. And there might have been more that wasn't recorded. They've already seen evidence. They just come off a miracle where he healed somebody and then they go start thinking in the physical sense again. And they're like, where are we going to get the money for this? Instead of saying, he's the provision. He has everything that we need. So this just really opened my eyes. So I'm hoping it does you too to start thinking about to add everything you do, open your eyes to light. Am I so concerned with the physical that I'm forgetting the spiritual? Am I so concerned with trying to make my own way and provide for myself that I'm not realizing that God has gone ahead of me and he's there's a provision here for me and I need to just ask him for that provision. So when he's talking about the bread of life, so there's seven I am statements in the book of John. And this one is I am the bread of life. And I'll, I may cover some more of these because I think this is so interesting and I love it. I just love these I am statements. But this is something that I got out of this one. And I actually did a study on this at the beginning of, I think, 2021. I did a study. It was by Lisa Turkhurst. And it's called Finding the I Am. And that's one thing that started opening my eyes to these I am statements in in the gospel. So if you feel like right now something is missing maybe in your life, like you have Jesus in your heart, but you just feel like there's something that's missing, I wanna I want to share with you what the bread of life really means. So first of all, bread is our provision. So when you think about eating, right? Eating food, what happens? It fills us up for a moment. But then we have to go and eat again and again and again. 
And But he's saying, but I'm the bread that is always satisfying. You don't ever have to go back for anything else. I am it. Okay, so you have to remember that. And then it says bread of life. Well, life, there's two words for life in, uh, I think it's in the New Testament. But there's, um, and it may encompass the Old and New Testament. I have to look back. I didn't have this in my notes, but I wanted to share it with you. So one is bios, which means, I mean, obviously biology, right? It's uh, it's close to biology, which is the life, breathing life, you know, uh, physical life. But then there's one um, that's Zoe. It's spelled like Z-O-E. And it's not just physical life. It's the life possessed with vitality. It's fullness of life. So when Jesus says he is the bread of life, it's not the day-to-day mundane, I've got to do, you know, oh my gosh, life, you know, (laughs) right? It's not, it's joy, It's not just going through the motions. When he says, I'm the bread of life, he says, I'm giving you a provision that is all-encompassing, all-fulfilling, all-joyful, like I give you everything you need. So are there times in life, though, that life is hard? Do you ever have that feeling like, life is hard right now. I'm not feeling... I'm not feeling fulfilled. I'm not feeling joy. I'm not feeling complete. So this is what I want you to think about when you're going through a season, maybe a season in the valley. I want you to think about what that season would be like if you didn't have Jesus at all. Because we know that it would be a totally different feeling. It would be the feeling of death if we didn't have Jesus at all. And so even when we're going through hard times and he's there, he's still giving us this joy, this peace. You know, it talks about the peace that transcends all understanding. That's the peace that we have that others that do not have Jesus do not. They do not have that peace. And I want you to remember that as you go through even the hard times in life. So your assignment for this week is is to go back and read John chapter 6 and to really um, just pray on the bread of life and that provision for you and what that means for you and what life is looking like for you. And are you spending time with the bread of life so he can be that provision for you? And then the other thing is, are you looking at things in the in the physical instead of the spiritual? Are you always trying to make everything happen for yourself? Are you saying, I can't do that because that's going to take a half a year's wages like the disciples said? Are you saying, God, would you provide in this area for me and show me what I need to do? Open my spiritual eyes to it. So that's all we have for today. So I encourage you to do that. Be sure and join our community. It's in the show notes so you can enjoy studying through the Bible with us because I go a little more in depth in there than, of course, I'm doing here. And you have the workbook and I'm showing you how to study, especially if you're struggling with. This is what I hear when people talk about study. And a lot of the times they say, I'm, and I get it, I'm saying I've, I've so been there and it's easy to get there. But um, either, you know, you, you don't understand, you get distracted, you don't stay disciplined. Lots of times we don't stay disciplined in it because we're not getting something out of it because we get distracted easily or we're just not understanding it. So that accountability always helps. And then the fact that I'm going through things with you, it's a place for you to ask questions. You have the workbook to help you. I'm showing you a method of studying that may work for you and you can go at your own pace. So I hope you will join us for that. I have something exciting coming up. 
So you're definitely going to want to make sure you're on my email list. So if you'll jump over to my website, join my email list. There's actually a freebie there if you join and um, and join my email list so you can make sure that you get all the information on some exciting things that I have coming up for you. So talk to you soon.